No need to whine and shiny blues up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, everyone. Happy Whiny Palooza Wednesday. Lily. It's so no way. need to... <laughs> No need to whine in slow whiny. It's whiny Wednesday. Wednesday. Have some wine and join us on Wine the Wednesday with the Green family. Josh, how's you gonna do this time right? Lily, you've done this how many times? Come on! Come on! Ella, are you listening to this over there? She's not listening. <laughs> Ella, here, the phone is for you. The phone is for me. Ella did not want to join us tonight, but Lily is here, and Seth is here, and Seth is going to squeeze on over. I will, yes. We, we are live on Facebook, and we are doing a new thing where next week, this will be, you will be able to listen to this on my podcast. And I believe we also put this on YouTube. Oh, yes. I'm trying. Yes. Let me tell you the amount of technology that I have learned in the last like six months. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I just did a survey for one of my friend's nieces. She's in college and it was a questionnaire all about technology. And as we reflect, we're going to reflect on the year tonight. That's what we're going to do. It's been one year of... Um, what? A heck of a drive. It's been an, <laughs> a heck of a year, and we're going to reflect on it tonight. Can and what would you like to, what do you think the topic is? I think that the top, we were talking about, and I think that the topic is um, last year. Yes. So we're going to talk, we're going to talk about the last year. And Seth, I'm still waiting for you to come over and join us. Oh, okay. I didn't Lily, know Lily was staying the whole time. I apologize. Lily, you got to make room for Daddy. There we go. How about that? <laughs> oh my gosh, we're, we're getting creative over here. Yes. So as we think back, you know, I had so many topics running through my head that I wanted to talk about, and I didn't quite know how to get through this week without talking about the fact that it's really the one-year anniversary of everything shutting down last year because of COVID. And I started to think about the weekend before school closing 
and what it looked like and what we were doing. And you have probably done the same thing. And one year ago on March 13th, Friday, the 13th, Ella says she won't forget it because it was Friday the 13th. And it was the last day that they went to school. And my smart friend had her son bring everything home that day. She saw it coming. I did not see it coming. Um, The only reason that I saw it coming was probably because people like her mentioned stuff to me. And I, you know, I don't think Ella can hear me. I don't know where Ella is. But we were supposed to go to a musical together that night. It was Friday night. We were going to go to a local high school and see The Little Mermaid. And she told me she was too tired. And I'm so thankful that I couldn't talk her into going because it was watch week at Dance for Lily. And Lily had worked so hard on three dances. She had three classes in a row. And I got to go that night and I'm so glad I went because I got to see all of her wonderful dances and there was never a recital. No recital. And that was the only opportunity that I would have had to see her dance. So I'm glad that I went. So thank you for coming. (laughs) I'm glad that I got to see you dance. And then really thought long and hard that weekend about if I was going to buy tickets to take Ella to the Little Mermaid on Saturday or Sunday. And with all the talk of COVID, I couldn't get myself to go sit in an auditorium with all of those people. And then Monday school shut down and businesses shut down and restaurants shut down. I think restaurants were able to do takeout. Am I correct, Seth? Yes. And Seth worked at home for a few months. Yes. And I don't know about you, Seth, you can chime in. I'm going to talk about the stages of grief that we all went through this past year because I was in total shock. I was in denial. The first stage of grief is denial. I was in denial. I was in shock. I didn't believe what was happening. I felt like I was living in the twilight zone. I couldn't wrap my head around what our new world was looking like. What about you? Oh, I thought you were talking to the viewers. At least uh, it waves. I can't talk to the viewers. They can't. Yes. They can't answer me. I mean, they, they can. They um, uh, Lisa Danielle was waving. Hi, Lisa. So as I'm talking about the stages of grief, I'm going to start with that. Please chime in and tell me what you were feeling. If you can remember, I'm sure you remember March 2020. Go ahead, Seth. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was for real. I, I know. I, I thought, know. oh, this is, it, this is what my dad used to say. Oh, it's a blowover. Well, we're going to be... get there. Don't say oh, that yet. Okay, that's what I was saying. So you were in shock. We're not there yet. Okay, sorry. Okay, the second stage of grief I is... I script. <laughs> there's a denial list, or there's an, a, a stages of grief list. So we're going to get to what you just said. Um, the next stage is anger. And oh boy, was there anger. So Seth handled it beautifully. Like, oh my gosh, I was freaking out. Like, what are we going to (laughs) do? And he was like, stay calm. He's so good under pressure. (laughs) You know, you're my rock. Yes. I have a rock that says that. (laughs) So Seth was like, listen, we've been doing Zoom. We've been, it worked. We, he's like, Seth has multiple businesses. He's like, we're good. We're okay. We have been doing Zoom. Lots of people that I work with already work remotely. We're all going to work from home. We're going to keep going. It's okay. And 
I will go to the grocery store. I will get what we need. You don't have to worry. Like he was just, I don't know. Were you feeling inside how you were presenting? Yes and no. <laughs> um, there, there were some freak out moments as evidenced by the <laughs> rash of emergency preparedness goods and survival food. And <laughs> other kept buying the, so, the cases and you were like, what the heck did you buy now? I, boxes kept arriving at the door and I'm like, what are you ordering? And he's like, just food, just survival food. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do you think is going to happen? I so, was prepared for the COVID zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so we shouldn't laugh. We should not be laughing. But, but talking about anger, people were angry and they had every right to be angry. My friend's gym got closed. My friend's hair salon got closed. Restaurants were closed. I mean, people were like, how am I going to survive? And people were getting sick. And um, I lost my thought about anger. School, school. Oh boy. That was my, oh. that was my anger point. Um, the parents were livid. Oh my goodness. Social media was blowing up because the schools were closed and parents were like, what do you expect me to do with my children? So, wow, was there anger. I felt angry with the fact of how much I was expected to do with Lily because it wasn't going so well. But we're still working on that. No, no, no. We're we're in a much better place. Oh, and yes, we're we're yes, gonna definitely. talk about that. Yes, so that let's, a year ago, yes. So after anger is bargaining. And we're gonna talk about bargaining because you already brought it up, Seth. People were saying everywhere. At, well, I wasn't going out, but <laughs> I was I was seeing on Facebook and I was talk, texting friends and people were like, it's okay, this is gonna blow over. It's gonna be over soon. They're gonna be back in school soon. It's gonna be a couple weeks. And it was like, it's gonna be a month. And I was like, um, I don't know, the school might be closed all year. Yes, I did not believe you when you said that. So I think that I was preparing myself for, you know, the kids not going back to school. And I kept hearing people say, they're going to go back. They're going to go back. And I did not get my hopes up. That was smart of you. Um, I still have my hopes up. <laughs> I'll let you know how that works out. You know, now, okay, so speaking of bargaining, now the latest thing that I'm hearing is, don't worry, after spring break, they're going to go back. Well, Things tend to be shocking. I have found that I tend to keep getting shocked. Like first it was schools closed. Then it was like, okay, they can go back and this is what it looks like. And I just feel like we get these like announcements. So for all we know, after spring break, maybe they will go back. Maybe the CDC will say three feet apart is fine. Send the kids back. So so we went from six feet to three feet. Was that part of the bargaining process? <laughs> no, I'm saying that maybe the CDC, the the superintendent said that he's not going to let the kids come back to school unless the guidelines are changed. Got it. So bargaining, we're moving on to depression. And yeah. I know, but I see it all around me. And I hear how people are struggling. I can't even tell you how many mothers have told me the past couple of days that they have no motivation, that they just feel like they're struggling every day. And um, my heart feels so sad for them. I have, I think that as I really thought back to this past year, I think that Seth will, will chime in, but there were good days 
There were bad days. There were good hours. There were bad hours. And I think it just depended on the moment. And right. Yes, it definitely felt like a roller coaster. I made you turn off the TV because you were watching. You had it all the time. And I was like, you wonder why you're stressed. Like you have FOMO talking seven (laughs) hours a day. Like, let's turn off the negativity. (laughs) I will tell you that when this all started yes you had to keep your finger on the pulse of the news every second because there was going to be some big change i just felt like i i think my security was that i needed to feel informed like what was going on so i was watching tv and i don't i don't really watch tv that much right i was it's a hallmark movie it's been a it's been a long time since i've sat down and watched a hallmark movie it's christmas all the Christmas movies. All oh, the Christmas movies. Yeah. Amanda Jew. So she. <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to go there again. Sorry, oh my sorry. gosh. You brought up. So I was watching TV constantly and, and my mental health was not doing well. And Seth was like, step one, turn off the news. Yes. So it was excellent advice. Thank you. And turning off the news. And I feel like even when I turn off social media, just t- put it away and you know, get outside or do something else, I feel so much better. So, so people are still feeling depressed. People are still in this phase. It's not over. Um, I am going to tell you that the final stage of grief is acceptance. And I feel like we're there. I feel like my family, and it it took us almost the whole year. So I'm sure things will change now, but I would say in March around Ella's birthday, when March began, I started to feel like we were in a groove and that we had finally found our groove and that my family had finally accepted what our new normal is right now. What do you think, Seth? I think it helped when uh, the kids' activities started opening back up. Yeah. And they were allowed out of the house and they were allowed to go do stuff that they love or get exercise. And I think that made a big difference in finding that groove and feeling a little bit more normal. Well, and we're going to talk about the strengths and the struggles over the year next. And that was part of the strength and the struggle of the past year was their activities. Yes. So when I was reflecting, and I'm sorry, Lily, I will bring you into this conversation, baby. I I want to say that even though I said that we have accepted where we're at, it doesn't mean we like it. Right. Because my little one sitting next to me said to me three times on Tuesday after school, I just want to go back five days a week. I just want to go back. She said it three times on Tuesday. She got to go to school on Monday and Tuesday. And then I think she thought, now I have school at home Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I just want to go to school. So even though we have accepted it, there's parts of it that we still don't like. Would you agree with that, Lily? Yes. Would you like to chime in about your thoughts for the last year and kind of how you've dealt with it? Maybe Me? you could help some kids. Me? Yeah. Oh, sure. How have so you, you how, how have um, you dealt with it? Um what what has helped you get through the last year? Well, really my family, because it's been really hard because with Thursday, Fridays, it was hard after starting because school got me so frustrated and my mom had to help me and it was kind of hard. 
And then I had my brother and my sister chime in, and they really helped me get through the year. So thank you so much. And um, one of my coping skills for when I'm like sad from school is I really like to play with my fidget toys during school. And I think that it would help you guys because it helps me get like to stop thinking about sad thoughts. Fidget toys. Awesome. So the so one you of the new on your friends. one of the new trends this year is fidget toys. If you don't know what fidget toys are, look them up. Lily and Ella are obsessed, and you sure. can go get uh, one. Careful, of the, careful of the cord. You can go get one. Lily and Ella are obsessed, and I keep buying them fidget toys. And when Ella Ella is on Zooms like fourteen hours a week. And she's sitting there with her fidgets, fidgeting while she's sitting all day at the computer. So show them a fidget toy. That's a couple examples. Pop it. These are the ones that make noise. We prefer the ones that make no noise, but we're demonstrating anyway. Okay, so. I have now fidgeted. <laughs> so I wanna talk about a point. I wanna talk about a point that Lily made because she made a really good point. We're gonna talk about the strengths of the past year and we're gonna talk about the struggles. And one of the strengths is also a struggle. We had each other and I feel thankful for my family. I really feel like this year has made me smell the roses around me and the gratefulness that I feel for my family and my house and my cars and my food and the clothing that's coming out of my ears that I can't keep up with keeping <laughs> clean. I really think that it made me appreciate my family and that we were here for each other so much. And I've talked about this before on my vlog, but when we were all shut down, we were sitting down for dinners together every single night. And I was like in awe of the fact that we didn't have to rush somewhere. That was just a whole new world for me. So I would say some of the strengths for me is I, I loved the family dinners. I loved the family time. I uh, loved spending time with my family, which is also going to be a struggle that we're going to talk about. And I loved that Seth was home. You know, I don't know that Seth really thinks about it because Seth just kind of does what he needs to do, but he goes to work all day. And then a lot of days a week, he takes Max to soccer. Yes. And then on the weekends, sometimes Max has soccer. So I tend, we tend to divide and I tend to take the girls where they need to go. And he tends to take Max all the way to West Seneca to soccer or okay. Rochester. Oh yeah. Or Elma or wherever else. Or Elma. It's Elma. It's not West Seneca. I keep it's, saying well, it West depends Seneca. depends on which location. There's two locations. One's technically in Elma. <laughs> so we don't see each other a ton. I mean... I liked that he was home. I liked that I got to see him. I heard my friends complaining because they're like, my husband is always here. And I was laughing because I was like, yeah, I actually get to see my husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I went stir crazy, yes. absolutely went stir crazy. And my strength in that is that my golden retriever Tanner was a happy boy because he got about three walks a day. So people were like, I'm gaining the COVID-19 and I'm like, I'm losing the COVID-19 because I'm walking Tanner so much. 
So I got outside a ton. I escaped to my basement and worked out a ton to get some space. What else did I do? I really focused and and edited my book and got my first book, Wimey Palooza, out because my motivation was that I knew how much people were struggling. And I was hoping that if I could get it out, that it would give people something to read and hopefully would help. So I got that out and I started my podcast. Yes, you did. So, so there, so there's lots of strengths. I'm going to talk about the struggles. I like to start with strengths. I love to be strength focused. There, as I as I thought about it, there really were a lot of good points to the year. It's for a horrible reason. I hate that it took a pandemic to teach me to slow down. I learned to appreciate slowing down. I learned to put my feet up on the couch and read a good book. I have read so many books this year. And Seth, business has been crazy for you. Um, I have seen so many people take up new hobbies. Seth worked on learning the guitar. Uh, I can't tell you how many people were making scarves. I You bought quite a few. I bought scarves from one of my best friends who is a fabulous knitter. And I bought a beautiful scarf from my friend's daughter who is doing such a good job with um, making scarves for so many people. So people have taken up awesome hobbies. So if you think about it, I bet you that something good came out of this past year. And I am going to move on to the struggles because we know that there have been so many. And I told you that it was a strength being with my family in a minute, but it's also a struggle. You're trying to be crazy. I will tell you that parents everywhere were saying, how am I going to get any space? How am I going to get any alone time? How am I going to keep my sanity? Lily, what were you going to say is a struggle? Um, well, not a struggle. A thing that I did when it was COVID. It was the worst. Okay. Um, one thing that I did a lot was I, I wrote in my journal a lot. Um, we're going to talk about journaling. Will you save that for me? Because journal, we're going to talk about journaling because you are a very good writer. <laughs> Somebody likes to write like her mommy, although your daddy likes to write too. How many books have you written? Yeah. I'm reading Seth's book. Finally. Finally. How <laughs> so many years later? I'm sorry. I'm going to read all of them. I'm going to read all of them. Oh, I'm sure you are. I promise. I promise. I'm going to read all of them. Just stack them up and I will read them all. And... Let's talk about missing our family and our friends because I still do. I still have friends who understandably don't want to get together. Um, we can get together in a parking lot. We can get together outside. We can FaceTime, um, but people are still not comfortable. And some people are, and we definitely have not seen our parents a lot this year. And it's really been hard contact-wise. And I'm so thankful for technology. So thankful. Yeah. Which brings me to all the cancellations and why I'm thankful for technology for our big event. So many events and vacations were canceled this year. It's so sad. People have had to get creative, even with funerals. So for Max's bar mitzvah, 
Um, if you have, if I'm just going to talk for two seconds, we're not going to talk about his bar mitzvah, but if you've been following me at all, you know that his bar mitzvah was on Zoom. And that was a really hard nut for me to swallow. And I was going to get to see so many family members. I can't even tell you all the family members from everywhere that was going to fly in. And I am such a people person. And I was over the moon excited to see people. So I don't need <laughs> tissues. I'm not going to cry. I know. So, you know, everyone had loss this year. Loss of vacations, loss of jobs, loss of family members and friends. I mean, <sighs> People have been, you know, losing family members. That is the worst of the year, losing friends. I got COVID. I mean, people were getting COVID and were really sick. I can't tell you how thankful I am that not only did I have a mild case, but I didn't give it to my family. Thank you. <laughs> I, I see people struggling every day. People, people are saying that there's no motivation. They just feel so down and out and have lost, a lot of people have lost their purpose, lost their jobs. I can't even tell you how many people change jobs to be able to be home with their kids. And, you know, it's, it's a year of being creative. And I want to say thank you to every single employer, including my husband, who allowed, allows parents to work at home with their kids because that has meant the world to, to everyone that I've spoken to. They're so thankful that they can be home with their kids. Um, we won't talk about divorces, but I guess we should talk about divorces. No. We'll move on from that. But I think that people were together so much that if there were problems festering in their marriage, it was staring at them in the face. I, every time I listened to something, they were talking about how divorces were skyrocketing up. So lots and lots of struggles. So I wanna move to how can you help yourself? How can you help other people? How can you help yourself? First of all, it's March, 2021. It's, it's a year later. And I don't know about you. I don't know about Seth, but I see the light. I, I see the, I see the end of the tunnel. I don't know that I'm right, but things seem to be getting better and things seem to be opening up. I'm hearing hope of schools opening. I'm hearing hope. I think restaurants opened at a bigger capacity if I'm remembering correctly, I see the hope. And I know that for me, the biggest thing that helps me is me consciously working on how I think every day. And I have no idea if anyone is making comments. I'm assuming that you're checking every so often, oh, but sorry. Seth is now streaming this through Zoom to multiple places. So I'm not directly on Facebook. So I can't see what you're saying. So he's going to try to tell me if you're commenting. Uh, people people are here. Okay. Um, Jennifer Lewis Moore is watching. Hi, Jen. Hi. Um, you don't have to tell me who's oh, watching. Okay. I just feel bad if you're saying something to me. I can't see it. We're Seth. working on the next generation <laughs> of technology that will allow you to see all of the comments from all the platforms. Yes. Yes, you are working on that. Seth is my tech master. But let's let's talk about what will help you because 
I know how a lot of you are feeling. A lot of you have been sharing with me and you're so brave for sharing. My friend said, I'm going to share my ugly truth. And I was so moved that we have now picked up that term of the ugly truth and share your ugly truth with someone because it will help you so much just to get it out. Awareness is step one. What is your ugly truth and what is upsetting you every day? Is it that you feel like you have no purpose? Is it that you feel like you have no space? For me, number one is my thoughts all day. I woke up today and I felt so off. I was feeling some anxiety and I was like, what is going on? And we know what's going on. What a year it's been. So I started to think about number one, I start my day with feeling grateful. What am I grateful for? I start thinking about my family. I start thinking about what's going to help me. Number one of what, what helps me is get out of bed. Get out of bed and start moving and I instantly feel better. I think about I'm conscious of my thoughts all day. People will say to me, you have it all together. You're smiling all the time. You're happy all the time. I want you to know that this is not something that, I mean, we, I work, I work on it. I'm not going to tell you that I don't love to smile because I do, but I also do because it makes me feel better. If I smile, I feel happy. If I think happy thoughts, I feel happy and I own it and I'm talking nicer to myself. I worked hours and hours on my blog that I posted this morning. And do you want to know what I said to myself? It's becoming more natural. I am so proud of you for finishing that because I was interrupted like 50 times trying, <laughs> trying to get it done. Even poor, even poor Seth was like, um, I do need to talk to you about something last night. And I was like, I want to help him with his stuff too. But can I just get this done first? Yes, we made it you were done. <laughs> to be clear, I did ask if she wanted to talk now or later, and she picked later. So I was sensitive to the fact that she had already told me she got interrupted 50 times and was trying to write. So I gave her the choice to talk later so that I mean, she still reacted as if I had already interrupted her, but I had. It worked I out. was I was not mean at I all. I didn't say you were mean. You were the you work. Were... the The writing flow. Yes. Did was was not so easy this week. There were a lot of interruptions this week. Yes. So what else can help you? And I'm going to tell you, the weather is getting better. It is getting lighter, longer. Get outside. Get yourself outside. It will make you feel better. I, when I walked the dog today, people were everywhere. Bike riding, walking the dog, tons of people were outside. Spring is coming. The light is coming. It is going to be okay. Lily, we're going to talk about journaling because I want you to just try it. And the feedback that I have gotten about journaling is that it's like this thing that you think has to look a certain way. There is no right or wrong for journaling. I want to tell you, part of me wants to develop a journal just so that I can give it to you and show you that it's really easy 
literally pour your thoughts onto the paper. There's no right or wrong. Just give it a try and see if it makes you feel better. It makes us feel better. It makes all three of us feel better. We all like to journal. I find that I have a million things in my head that I want to do. So I don't always get the exercising done. And I find if I do it first, then it gets done instead of starting the list of stuff in my head. And if I do it, I always, always feel better. And I hear so many people say, I have no motivation. I have no time. Why don't you just start with 10 minutes? Just start small. And the term that I keep hearing every day is habit stacking. And what that means is you start with 10 minutes, you do it every day, you get good at the 10 minutes, and then you make it 15, and then you make it 20, and then you add, maybe you add some weights, maybe you add drinking more water, but start small and build on it. And don't make yourself feel like you have to go work out for an hour. Seth, awesome. Seth agrees with me. I do. Okay, I'm moving as quick as I can. I want to get some points across. Self-care is not selfish, it's necessary. And, I'm, and I want to say that again. <laughs> Self-care is not selfish, it's necessary. And this year taught me that message because if we take even, again, it doesn't have to be an hour. Even if we take 15 minutes to ourselves, we're so much better for our family. And we deserve it. You deserve the Epsom salt bath that my friend loves to take at night. Oh my gosh, 45 minute bath with a book in Epsom salt. Am I saying it right? Is it Epsom or Epsom? I do not know. I don't know. I'm saying it wrong. It's close enough. They know what you mean. Oh my goodness. Okay, so a couple more that I just want to share with you. <laughs> You want to go. You go. And then I have a few more helpful ideas. What do you want to say? Um, I to say. Um, that when my, um, I feel like I have a mask on. When I, when I do my journal, I really like doing it. I started off with like five minutes when doing it. And now I do it like 20 minutes a day because it's so fun. And I feel like when I'm, writing in my journal that I'm talking to somebody. Aww. So I always write like every, uh, well I'm starting, I've been writing in my journal a lot because it's like I'm talking to somebody about all my feelings and Aww. stuff and it feels so nice. Do you know what I love? I love when you, when you and I get upset with each other and you don't want to talk, I love that you write me a letter. It really is so helpful to know what you're thinking and feeling. And then you give me the letter and then we can talk about it. And I love it so much. And I want to tell you that. <laughs> Let's talk about supports because what I am noticing with friends is that I don't know if they realize that there's different type of supports and I need all of them all of the different types. I need the concrete supports that are going to help me with my kids and my house. And um, we do need to have someone come and help me regularly. We don't, we're not, I'm not good at I'm keep, not stopping you. Right. Yes. So I have even told people, if you can afford it, hire help. If you're comfortable with someone coming in your house, hire someone to tutor your kids, help clean your house, 
that's concrete stuff, emotional stuff. And this is something that I have really learned in my marriage and with my friendships is sometimes emotional support looks like this. I'm going to vent all my feelings out to you and I don't want to problem solve. <laughs> so no, but Seth, you and I have gotten really good at, okay, is this a, you just want to talk session or is this right. a, you want to get it out and then you want to problem solve, right? We yes, have gotten, have, you have gotten much better at asking that question. Okay. So then the other type of support, if, you know, emotional support is I'm here for you, you know, hugs, affection, um, talking, you know, there's also like the advice, the information, there's all different types of support. So as you look at your days and you look at what you might have or what you don't have, start thinking about what you're, what are you missing? What are you looking for? What type of support do you need? And if you can identify what you need, then you can go after it and you can problem solve how to get it. And last but not least, I cannot tell you, everyone under the sun is talking about meditation because the research is showing how good it is for us. Um, the king behind me, I have started small. I think that part of us having success with things is that term of start small. And I'm starting small with like five minute meditations and, and I can feel the difference. So if a five minute meditation works, can you imagine what 10 minutes or 15 minutes? I, I had a friend post about like, what is your intention? How do you want to start your day? You know, a lot of us, my brother even mentioned that a lot of us run to our phones when we wake up. Well, the reason why I run to my phone, the main reason number one, is that I have forgotten to check my kids into school. <laughs> so attendance-wise, I have to answer the COVID questions and mark that they're attending school every day. So my new habit is I wake up, I run to my phone, I do the attendance right away so I don't forget. But in the intention of our days, how do we want to start our day? Well, I want to start my day with a five-minute meditation to get myself in a good state. I want to start my day in gratitude, thinking about what I'm grateful for, because usually I get up and I run making breakfast and feeling frazzled, and I want to start my days differently. And I also said, I, not only do I want to start with the five-minute meditation, I want to end with the five-minute meditation. So I just want to say that if you are feeling like you are in a bad place, if you are feeling like you are struggling, there are answers. There are ways to make yourself feel better. Seth and I consciously do it on purpose every day. He's an excellent influence. Hopefully, I'm a good influence, I hope. Um, not when I'm frazzled, not when I'm upset, but when I'm happy, when I'm strength-focused, hopefully I'm a good influence. Yes. <laughs> so I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you took something away to make you feel better. I want you to know that you are never alone. There are so many people feeling how you feel. I have good days. I have bad days we're all in it together. And if you are watching this, we got through the year. We all got through it. And day by day, we did it.
So I want to, does anyone have anything to say before I end? Go ahead, Lil. Um, what was, um, weird was- Hurry, our, it's 43 minutes. Our class went from, you guys have two weeks away from school oh. to a year. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. You told me that the other day that you were told that school was gonna end for two weeks and it was not two weeks. And I was shocked. So I am sorry that this went so long, but I will tell you that there is so much to cover with this past year. You can read about it in my blog. And this Friday, you can listen to a new podcast with Karen Buckwalter talking about attachment theory in action was wonderful to talk to her. And I want to thank you so much for being here with us. And Lily, can you close us out? Thank you for watching. My name's Lisa Wednesday with Disney family. Chow, chow, chicken. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.